Tribe Radio, www.earthtriberadio.com. Good morning, Fiona. Good morning, Jill. How is your morning? So far, so good. So far, so good. Um, I had an idea. Um, I'd love to ponder with you intelligence. It's a very interesting thing as a culture because as a culture, we tend to think the more intelligent somebody is, the better they are, a better person they are. Well, yes, but there are many different kinds of intelligence. As a matter of fact, one of them (laughs) just walked in the room. The Bubba. The Bubba. Um, We'll get to Bubba in a minute. Um, So I I was thinking about um, intelligence. What is intelligence? There, there. I've had different experiences to sh- show me. So I was thinking the other day about intelligence. What is intelligence? Cause there, there. I've had different experiences to sh- show me. There, I've had different experiences to sh- show me. Uh, teaching in school, and I had a class that it was a seniors class and we would get together for two hours every week and we'd sit on the floor in a circle and we'd light a candle and we'd dedicate the the offering that day to something. And we chose the topic to discuss one at a time. Um, Is there something, I said, is there something about you that you don't think anybody knows? that you would like to to share. And so it goes around the circle, you know, one at a time. And then it comes to this young student that I was aware, because I'm a teacher, so the teachers are aware of their students, or any background to their students. I was told that he had had some traumatic event when he was little, so his his brain didn't develop like the others or like it would normally have done. And therefore, in order for him to get into that school, his parents had tutors come every day to keep Adam, keep Adam, keep Adam. You know, keep him learning, learning, memorizing, whatever, to keep him going. Um, he was not popular. Kids didn't hang around him. They They sensed something, you know. He was very quiet. So when we were doing this circle and it came to him, he told the story of what had happened to him when he was little and that his brain uh, didn't develop the way it was supposed to. Uh, And he was how well aware he was that that made him unattractive to his friends, etc., etc. Well, his sharing of this, touched everybody in that group. Everybody in that group was was completely touched by it. Now, during the year, I had been giving him A's in class, and his parents didn't understand. What, what, what do you mean he's getting A's, you know, the parent-teacher thing? And I said, this guy is phenomenal. 
in his ability to feel empathy uh, and understanding of, of others in a heart sense as opposed to a brain sense. And very few people that I've come across have this. And I said, he's remarkable. I, and I said, I want you to understand that. And they were bowled over because they, they didn't even think of him as anything but damaged somehow. And then I look at Bubba, who walked in the door, Bubba, the brown chocolate lab, who is one of, I think, six puppies. And this one is so loving and so kind and not what they would call the sharpest knife in the drawer. But he is so loving and kind. And I love him to bits. I love him more than the smart ones because he's so sweet. There's a sweetness and a kindness. And yes, I'm talking about you, he says as he looks at me. We're very focused on who's intelligent. And one of the things people often say is, oh, he's so intelligent or she's so intelligent. And what you brought up is such an important thing because it's not about intelligence. It's about the whole person. And sometimes the people are more whole, have less high intelligence. Sometimes people have, it's all one big circle. Um, But it's not about intelligence being the most important thing. It's about who we are as a person, who we are as a dog, you know. Well, I find the same because I I, um, worked as, you know, as a teenager in a summer camp for um, Down syndrome children. And I found them the happiest people to be around because yes. they were happy. They were true to their feelings. They showed their, you know, what they were feelings and they were so ready to love. They are so ready to love. And so that was a summer filled with love for me as opposed to working around the egos of 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 children. So I'm always delighted to um meet somebody um or come across someone with Down syndrome. It's always a, a delightful memory for me. So I think we have to ask ourselves if we are saying, oh, they're not intelligent, or they're not smart, and we have to stop and say that isn't the most important thing. So are we, you know, there's EQ and IQ, emotional intelligence, intellectual intelligence. So to have a blend of both of those things is is so wonderful, a compassionate, kind person yeah. who, you know, and again, that I for me, that is the most important thing. Um, and you know, know you could be you could be an intellectual person, but that doesn't give you the kindness and the compassion and the empathy and the humor. And there are very, a lot of people who are in, completely intellectual that, alas, have no sense of humor. <laughs> you know, and is is so wonderful, a compassionate, kind person. Yeah. Who you know, and again, that I for me that is the most important thing. Um, and you know, I know, you could be. You could be an intellectual person, but that doesn't give you the kindness and the compassion and the empathy and the humor. And there are very, a lot of people who are in, completely intellectual that, alas, have no sense of humor. <laughs> you know, and yes. there's a kindness and a sense of humor. Come here, Bubba. 
Come here. Come here. Come up here. I think his name is Bob, but we call him Bubba. Um. <laughs> so what can we do uh, when we look into our world? Because some of the great geniuses like Einstein, Churchill, and even um, Jobs, actually dropped out of school. They they didn't finish school. And, and yet at the same time, we revere people who have two PhDs or, you know, who are highly educated. And that that's wonderful. And at the same time, I always watch the butt, because uh, Jill always says, instead of butt, say and. Um, and if we can look at, there are some amazingly intelligent people who have never been to school or who are, we had a, a gardener, Miguel has gone back to El Salvador, and he uh, he couldn't get certain things. He couldn't learn English. It was too hard for him. He couldn't get a lot of different things. And in the garden, he was a genius. Yeah. He could perceive when there were things going on with plants. He was great at working out how to Well, that's another kind of intelligence stuff. right there. Yes. And so he and he was just really he would walk into the garden and he would see stuff that no one else saw and he would be able to fix stuff and tend to plants in a way that no one else that I know has. But he could probably he, he, feel it too. Yes, I would say that's so true. And um, that's another point. And so he had incredible uh, um, garden intelligence, or I don't know what you would call that, but I haven't. There are so different, so many different kinds of intelligences, and we get so stuck on the intellectual intelligences. And at the same time, many of us have have met people who are super highly educated, who who are not rounded in other areas. And you know, it takes all to make a world. Yeah. But. Um, we have to look at that ourselves and see if we are judging people because they may not be as intelligent. Um, my mom was, my mother wasn't as intelligent as my father. My dad was brilliant in so many areas, um, and uh, mom was not. And I think she felt inferior because she was an artist and she didn't have the same intellect as my dad. She had another kind. She just had another she did. kind. That was pretty much the same. As my parents too, um, yeah, she was far. She was far more artistic, like your mother, and my father was had a brilliant brain. Um, you know, for years he was called the Wizard of Wall Street. He went to Princeton when he was fifteen years old. Um, you know, he he was brilliant. Uh, what I, I think is important, what I was trying to remember, is it's really important to appreciate if you're raising children, to appreciate the differences in them. Because my, fa- my father just expected me to be as brilliant as him. And there was no way I, I, I fell more into the artistic aspect of it. But, um, but he could only see through the intellectual side. He could only appreciate that aspect. And I know... Um, my youngest sister, who's passed on now a number of years, she had that. She had that incredible uh, intellect learning that my father had. My other sister, who's still with us, is just totally book-read. No street smarts. There's the difference. 
hard for her to get out in the world because all she's all books, so she doesn't know how to really maneuver through the through the everyday world. Um, so how was your father to live? How was your father to live with? Because if he went to university at sixteen or fifteen, it mean that was pretty unusual. It means he was very intellectually bright. So yes, how was he was. He how was he to live with? How was he in his day-to-day impossible, life? Impossible. Impossible to, to live with. Absolutely impossible to with, live with. Had a ferocious temper. Um, and he was a huge man, too. 6'5", six, six right? 6'5", uh, yeah. Terrifying to me as a, as a child. Um, and, of course, looking back now I'm, on my... Uh, if you know, I was saying to to my husband the other day, if only, if only, uh, I had been able to not be terrified, I could have had a relationship with him. But well, his, you know, that was intelligence. That was pure, pure uh, intelligence without the thought of uh, kindness, compassion, anything. It was. It was pure intelligence. So what we have to remember with highly intelligent children, if we have them, um, is to round out their education yeah. with other or send them to a school where they do. Um, my niece in L.A. sent her children, they're both pretty brilliant, to a school where they talk and are compassionate and kind. And if you can't yeah. afford a school like then just spend time with them talking about you know, the, talking about being the kindness and compassion so that children grow up who are highly intelligent with that compassion. He probably was shown no compassion and kindness when he was a child. Yeah, no, probably because he was an only child um, and his, yeah, and um, so probably very lonely, very lonely and um and always got what he wanted because he was the only child. You know, his mother was a nurse, and she met my dad's father by, who was, uh, I don't know, a scientist, and quite a brilliant scientist. So I think, and she nursed him. She was nursing him until until he died. Um I think they had married, so it must have been a very strange childhood, very lonely and strange childhood. How can we um, look at intelligence in a different way? I, I mean, again, most of us look at somebody who's got a PhD to a PhD. In the U.S., it's always has to be at least a PhD. In yeah. Australia, it used to be amazing if somebody had an MA, but I think now probably it's the same as in the U.S., so if somebody is, is a psychologist, a doctor, or somebody with a couple of PhDs, um, we do consider them different. We put them on a pedestal as opposed to somebody who's maybe, you know, a checkout clerk in the store um, that has no not much education, maybe didn't finish school. Uh, it actually means nothing because that checkout clerk <clears throat> has not... The May know how training. to pack bags better than anybody, you know. But they- there was one there was one in a little market near where my parents lived and when they first moved there 
in the 70s, there was this young lad who was a bagpacker with very little common intelligence, but he, you know, and over the years, my father got to know him quite well and really liked him, which always surprised me when Dad talked about him, you know, his appreciation of this guy who packed his bags for him and carried them out to the car. And all my father was expressing to me, after all these years of him being so difficult to live with, how appreciative he was of that. That is beautiful. Yeah, I think about that guy because then they closed the market. And I always wonder what happened to Ken, you know? And there are also checkout people or people there who are actually intellectual geniuses as well. They just sometimes don't didn't get the chance or didn't choose to go into the intellectual world or yeah. the educated world. Um, but they may be highly personally educated, but not highly commercially educated. It's not the right word. But so we have to when we look at somebody, we can't judge them because of where they're working or what they're doing or yes. even how exactly. they present themselves. And get somebody on the street who's probably a genius and just somebody once told me they met somebody on the street and they just chose not to get into the world. They didn't want to be a part of it, so they just lived on the street and they were really a genius. So um, we have to remember again, for, first of all, it's not important to be a genius that a gentle, kind person is a genius in their own field, in, mm-hmm. in the EQ. And so if, we, uh, if we're looking at people, can we look at them and just be with them as opposed to trying to calculate where they are intellectually or um, who they are according to what they've done intellectually? And, and appreciate the talents they have. I remember when I was living in England, I had this old car, Mars Minor Traveler. Well, oh, and, you know, those. And I loved her. Bessie. I called her Bessie. But Bessie could get temperamental, and I found these two guys who worked out of their own garage. And I would take Bessie over there, and I'd say, Bessie's got a stomachache, I think. And they'd say, oh, dear, well, leave her to us, and we'll figure it out. We'll make her better. They were brilliant. They were brilliant. They didn't have their own big garage with a title over the top of it you know it was just the two guys and they were brilliant at what they did so I always sought them out and they were kind and they talked about Bessie as if she was important to me because she was yes and there was that uh the uh in China there's this man who is uh a master hung talked about him, uh, about uh, he works with the government sometimes in China as far as Qigong healing goes. And he was saying there's this man in China who is not intelligent at all, really. They, he can barely do, you know, function in the world. But they have him as a national treasure because he can do any kind of remote viewing. And he's able to, they have him there as a remote viewer and he's absolutely brilliant at doing remote viewing. So while he doesn't have an average intelligence even, I believe, he has this incredible psychic intelligence. Yes, exactly. You see, we don't know, we, we, we're too fast to label somebody. And if yes. we could just yes. spend some time with someone and just 
be with them without labeling them. We can find where their where their gift lives within them that they have because we all have a gift. All of us have a gift to share. Uh, so let's not be so fast to to label what it might or might not be. And we can get incredible gifts and learnings from people that we might not think uh, uh, have anything to share with us. But like with Miguel in the garden, I never really came to be the same kind of gardener that he was. And so I could learn something every time he came because he had this incredible garden intelligence. And somebody might just discount him and tell him what to do. But if, because I was aware of what a gift he had, I would watch him and ask him, even though he couldn't speak English, uh, we would do stuff. So I would call a friend who speaks Spanish. And um, I learned so much from him about the garden. So whether it's something really simple, as you said, like packing a bag, whether it's something like the garden, or whether it's something complex, like uh, somebody may have really studied up on space, and that's their total interest than being, you know, a street sweeper. Whatever it is, we cannot judge people by what they do. We have to just be aware of where they are and the gifts that they carry. Yes. That's it. Purely, we all carry a gift. Let's find... Spend some time in quiet, in listening, giving space, and the gift, people's gifts will emerge. And if we say, find ourselves or hear somebody saying, oh, they're not very bright or they're not very intelligent, we need to say to ourselves or to them, that isn't very important. Let's just find what gifts they have that are uh, that are unique and everyone has them. Yeah. Well, this is Earth Tribe Radio, www.earthtriberadio.com. Your home on planet Earth. <laughs> 